It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. Kia ora, good morning. Welcome back to the Sunday Cafe for Sunday the 29th of September. It's really good to have you along. If you'd like to get involved, send me an email to sundaycafe at magic.co.nz. You can text me on 3920. And if you've got questions around dog behaviour, and it may not be your dog, it may be a dog that you just borrow sometimes like I do, Izzy the Waimarana. Um, if you'd like to learn some new tricks so you can teach your dog something new, call now, 0800 747. I'm joined by Darren Rowe, a dog behaviourist from Mindfulness for Dogs. G'day, Darren. Good morning, Roman. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. What a beautiful dog oh. you've just brought in. Oh. <laughs> She's behaving very well at the moment, which I'm quite impressed. <laughs> now, because it's not television, you'll have to describe this beautiful dog. So so Ginger's a, um, an Irish setter, and she's got the most amazing little ginger coat. And she's about, she's up to my um, waist, I guess. So mm. she's... Uh, a medium-sized Irish setter. They get a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Her brother at home is almost, well, he's a good sort of six inches bigger than her, so he's a monster. Mm. Um, she's incredibly relaxed. I want to um, just change this myth of Irish setters being completely scatty and stupid. They are what you want them to be. So yeah. our dogs, our Irish setters, have always been really relaxed, chilled, and they actually help me with my behaviour work. So mm-hmm. that's how chilled they are. So Ginger's just lying down. I wish you could see her. Ginger's just lying down here at the moment. Doesn't really care what's going on. There's a whole load of stuff that's happening. Probably we were talking about the high noises she might be hearing. Yeah. Not even bothered. Because there'll be frequencies we can't hear coming off all of the computers and the broadcasting gear. She's in a strange environment with a strange person, me. And she's fine. (laughs) She's absolutely fine, isn't she? Yeah. So that propensity we have to think that certain breeds will exude certain characteristics, is that not entirely true? I think there is. There's obviously genetics involved there, but I think the... We get the behaviour we want from a dog. And, and mm. I always say to people when they get a new dog, think of the behaviour you want and that's what you get. Because mm. if we concentrate on all that negative behaviour, that's what we're going to get. Mm. So we've always said, no, setters are calm, chilled out dogs. So we've always had calm, chilled oh, out she's setters. Lovely. She yeah. absolutely is lovely. <laughs> Darren has a business called Mindfulness for Dogs and the four is the number four. And you can find them on social media all over the show. Now, have you got an example of a recent success story that you've been working on? Yeah, it's a really positive one, actually. I'm really chuffed. About oh, five or six weeks ago, I guess, um, I, I went to a rescue centre, the, the Hamilton SPCA, actually, and um, there were a couple of dogs in there, and I could just look at them and just see that the behaviours in there were getting... I mean, they were OK, but they weren't great, and, and, and that's the main reason why dogs will, when they get rehomed, they get bounced back to the centres. The, the statistics about dogs being rehomed and then bouncing back to the centres are huge. It's, it's, it's terrible, really. Mm. Um, but by no fault of the SPCA or the, or the rescue centres that have these dogs. So I kind of had an idea about going in there and actually helping those dogs from the get-go with the fosters, um, mm. and trying to get those behaviours under control. So when they go to the new owners, they've actually got a chance to stay in that home. So recently I've been working with um, Annie and Kieran, who are fosters for the SPCA, and we've had a little dog called Tomato, who's um, actually fantastic. <laughs> you may have seen him on the um, on my social media. Tomato. We, tomato, yeah. Oh. We renamed him Tommy because we weren't sure about Tomato there. But he came. Uh, she came with the, the typical sort of behaviours, jumping up, trying to nibble, all those kind of stuff. And, and it was a little bit intense, I will say. Um, and I've been working with her for a couple of weeks. Um, and now we've got that totally under control. And yesterday, I got an amazing photo, which you can see on my Facebook page. Um, it'll be going up on Monday, mm. of her going to a new home. And the owner's absolutely wrapped with her behaviour and absolutely wrapped Gee. with the dog. That is so chilled out now. It's great. So it does work. It's well it does, worth doing. Yeah, 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 definitely. I've set up a little give a little page that I'm hoping that people can um, donate to. If you, you go to my Facebook, uh, my website, it just pops up as a pop-up. Mm. 
if you feel like you want to help out with the dogs in the Waikato and that, then then just hey, go onto that page. It'd be great. Fabulous. Yeah, just go and look for mindfulness yeah. for dogs. Darren, you've spoken before about dogs' ability to almost read our minds. Yeah. And I was, I've always kind of gone, really? But I tell you what, I saw Darren do something very interesting. Coming into the studio, he didn't even give a command and your dog just lay down. Yeah, so we've got an amazing bond. And it is that bond, building that bond with your dog. Mm. So Ginger's pretty much, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of keeping Ginger in that down now. Um, just by thinking of that image in my mind of where I wanted to be, mm. and, and we've just formed such an incredible bond now that it is. It's she almost does it before. Well, she does do it before I say, and, and like you say, half the time I don't even need to say anything. And that's the same. Um, a lot of my clients will will testify for that one that it's just they they're a bit like you. They they don't quite believe it, but then when it happens, they oh wow something else is going on here. Yeah. Um, quite interestingly, I, I've been doing this for like ten years, and that's how the um, the mindfulness for dogs sort of thing came out. But um, there's a recent study about um, how dogs. Uh, Dogs mirror our stress levels. Mm. Um, it's a, I think it's a Swedish doctor in, um, in a university out there. And she's looked at something like 60 odd dogs and worked out the cortisol levels. I don't know if you know what cortisol is, it's mm. a stress hormone. And when they looked at the dogs and the levels of a human and levels of a dog, they, they, they mirrored each other. They were, yeah, they were actually almost the same. Mm. And, and that kind of tells me that when I look at a person, when, when I do the training, I'm looking at a person and a dog. Mm. If I change a dog's behavior, but don't relax the person the behavior just comes back so which is the biggest challenge oh god that'd be <laughs> put me on the spot now Roman. um uh, dogs want to learn <laughs> um sometimes people don't realize that it's once they take responsibility i guess and, and they realize that a lot of it could be their problems then they're okay but sometimes that initial step of getting them to take responsibility is, is quite quite challenging we so say? you really need to take the owner and the dog on the same journey don't definitely you? Yeah. yeah um and that whole holistic approach i think is, is the best way towards dog training because if right. they don't change it's just going to come back to that behavior in a couple of weeks mm. so, so yeah. what's your dog doing that you don't like it doing or what's your dog doing that you just wish it would do better. This is the way to find out. Call 0800 844 747 and have a free chat with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. Now, it does stand to reason what you're saying makes a lot of sense. You've got to put the time in though, don't you? You do, yeah. yeah. Um, I always say that when you get a new puppy, that's the ultimate time for you to get that training perfect. Um, from eight weeks, we t tend to take puppies on from eight weeks. From eight weeks to the first year, if you can consistently train for that whole year you've got a bulletproof dog mm. simple as that but what people do is they do the puppy training uh, the puppy preschool and they think that's enough but actually that's just the very beginning the very very beginning they really need to keep that training going and, and the more they can do that it's just an hour a week maybe on a class mm -hmm. they're just going to have a bulletproof dog that has the foundations that they can always fall back on no matter what the behaviour happens mm. but yeah that's, it's just the training the time and it's probably no different to, I know this is a little bit sort of, uh, well, I'm going to say it, it's a bit like children. You've it's got a, to be consistent, don't exactly you? exactly like children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, again, um, there was another study saying that the average intelligence of, of a dog when they're fully grown is a two-year-old child. And yeah. if you think how hard two-year-old children are to, to keep consistent, it just yeah. gives you an idea, doesn't it, really? No, it does. You're right. 0800 844 747. Good morning, Kate. Hang on. I know she's there. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hey, I'm good, thank you. Hi, How Kate. are you? Yeah, good. Morning, Kate. Morning. Go ahead, Kate. What's your question? Um, so we have a dog, and he's perfectly fine when he's off-lead with other dogs, but he's got quite bad on-lead aggression. <coughs> yep. Well, and what kind of dog is he? Um, he's a Sharpe cross. Okay. So the Sharpe cross is um, probably crossed with a, another bully dog, I'm imagining, or, or something yep, like that. I think so, yeah. Yep. Um, by definition, they're, they're a kind of guarding dog. So when, yeah. and this is a perfect, um, perfect call for today, really, because 
Um, if we look at your stress levels and their stress levels, when they're off lead, we, we don't tend to stress out too much because they're, they're running free. We're all happy. As soon as they go on the lead, our stress, there's that old adage and it comes down the lead. Well, actually, it doesn't even need a lead. It's just being close to us. So yeah. if an instance has happened where they get aggressive, then we get stressed about it. And then that, that sort of builds and builds and the dog looks at us and says, oh, my owner's stressed. I'll get stressed. And then I'll, I'll maybe yeah, yeah. guard them. So it's about you having to really calm down. And, okay. and, and I was just, you know, when um, with kids we say act like a tree and send your energy down to the ground, yeah. do exactly the same. And okay. if, if else, just walk off. Yeah. Because then your dog will follow you. Um, okay. Because if it's just guarding you and then you walk off and you've clearly said to them, there's no stress here. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, yeah. It's a brave person, though, to do that, isn't it? When you've got a dog that's a little bit aggressive. So you have to kind yeah. of really calm yourself down. Try and do it with a dog that you know, first of all, not some yeah. strange dog because you don't know how they're going to react. Keep it obviously yeah. very safe. If it's a real problem, muzzle your dog first so you know there's never yeah. going to be an issue. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you. Good luck. Good luck. Best. Okay. Thanks, Thank Kate. You. Cheers. That's tough, isn't it? That's quite a tricky situation. Now, just go back to that comment you made that you said we should all know. I've never heard that about a tree. Oh, okay. Yeah, never so, heard it. So maybe this is a UK thing, I don't know. Um, when, when kids meet new dogs or a dog comes running over to, to kids, they're, they're meant to act dead still. And we always use the analogy of act like a tree mm. because trees don't move. Um, but I always say send your energy down to the floor. So with kids, I always say think of your feet because mm. when we think of our feet, our energy levels get very low and then um, the dogs, they're just not interested in, a, in an energy that's really quiet and very calm or they just do what Ginger's doing, just lie down, yeah. um, which would be the perfect thing. Um, so the excited dogs, they'll look at it and go, what's the point of that? And then go off and find something else to do. Wow. You learn something every day and you can learn something by having a chat with Darren Rowe right now on 0800 844 747 on the Sunday Cafe. It's 16 past nine. Turn up the conversation. The Ryan Bridge Drive Show. Magic Talk. I see Trevor Mallard. He's trying to stop political parties being able to use footage from the House in attack ads. There was one in particular about Kiwi Build and the lies upon lies upon lies that we were fed about Kiwi Build. And a complaint, surprise, surprise, from Labour about this has led to, surprise, surprise, Trevor Mallard, surprise, surprise, siding with the Labour Party. This sounds like partisan censorship and nothing more to me. When Parliament's cameras are on, they are our cameras. Uh, we are the people, thank you very much, Mr Speaker, not you. Trevor's always holding babies or having dogs in the house. What the hell's up with that? Why is Trevor Mallard always holding a baby in Parliament? He's trying to be the, you know, the most woke speaker since wine and cheese. Jonathan Hunt, put the baby down and stick to your knitting. And if this is your knitting, well, God help us what the jumper's going to look like. Keeping you informed on the drive home. The Ryan Bridge Drive Show. 3 to 6 p.m. weekdays. Magic Talk. 16 and a half past nine. Hey, by the way, we haven't given that book away yet by Edward Snowden. It's called Permanent Record. Just text through your details, your name, your number, to 3920, and that book could be yours. Sunday Cafe with Roman Travers. Magic Talk. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs is in the studio with his beautiful Irish setter. I just popped around to have a patch. He just looks so calm, so calm. <laughs> Lovely dog. She's just got up and wandered off now. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> don't do anything on that. Oh, no. She wouldn't wee, would she? No, no she wouldn't. No. Don't, don't even think it, no, because no. you right. know what will happen. Mm. <laughs> hey, Myra, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Morning, Myra. Um, good morning. I just want to know if you can help me with um, little dogs that they get excited when they see you and they jump up all the time. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and how do you stop that? How do you stop it? So... <coughs> Sorry. So how old are your little doggies? Uh, well, a friend of mine has got one. She's about six and she's okay. really, really bad. Yeah. Um, and her owner has 
had her leg ripped and she's elderly. Mm, mm. Wow. And uh, she's even worse than my little dog okay. and he's five. So. Okay. It, takes a, it takes a bit of work um, and mm. you might want to employ somebody who um, uh, can stand there and take the dog jumping up for a while if, if you're going to scratch your legs and stuff like that. But, but basically, a dogs um, will do behaviours because they think, they, they always think that we want them to do it, okay? They're never malicious. Yeah. They always think that that's what we want. Uh, and what happens when yeah. a dog jumps up, we push them down or we talk to them and we say, get off. And what we've inadvertently yeah. done is we praise them because any attention, which is really what they're trying to do, will um, confirm their behaviour is appropriate. So what we have to do is totally ignore them, completely ignore them. Again, really calm ourselves down. When they get off, and it might just be for a second, we say, oh, what a good dog. And we give, them a, we give them a treat or something like that. Or throw a treat away from you is probably the best thing. I imagine when the dog is jumping up. And if you keep doing yeah. that consistently, the dog will think, oh, hang on. I don't get any praise whatsoever when I jump up, but I get lots of treats and praise when I don't. And it will change. Even an older dog, it will change. It takes a little bit longer for that behavior to, mm. um, to change because yeah. obviously it's embedded um, quite quickly. But it, yeah, it does yeah. happen. It does work. And in your head, just imagine what you want now, what you don't and not what you don't want. So imagine the dog sitting mm. down and not jumping up, if that makes sense. Because yes. when you okay. imagine it, you get the behavior kind of thing. <laughs> How's that, Myra? Right. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll try my best. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you very much. Thanks, Myra. Give that a crack and yeah, give us a call back if it doesn't work. Cause yeah, Darren, please do. Darren is here on a regular basis. Angela, hello. Hello. I've got a cat, two-year-old cat, and then I've got a dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, the dog chases the cat. The cat will not come in. It's absolutely terrified. Mm. What can I do? to get them living together. It's just become so stressful. I know, buy another cat. <laughs> no. Get lots of cats. No, not a good idea. Oh, okay. um, good morning, Angela. Um, morning. What, what's, your, what's your dog? What kind of dog? He's a 10-year-old Labrador. Labrador, cat, okay. Just a black, fluffy one. But yeah. he's absolutely... The dog chases the cat. I mean, it tried to come in. I don't think the dog would hurt the cat, no. but it chases it down the street and the cat is terrified. Okay, so, so you really need to, it's damage limitation. It's about, again, building the relationships between the dog and the cat. There's no reason why a dog and a cat should um, not get on. Our dogs and cats um, tend to all get on, okay? Um, so you just need to break it down. As soon as that dog gets into that chase mode, then that's when they get into that sort of predator-prey drive and their instincts kick in and then it's just pointless to even doing anything. So the dog always has to be on the lead when the cat's inside. So you've got complete control of the dog. And you're literally going to sit there with a the cat on your lap and the dog in front of you and you're going to treat the dog for not coming near the cat and not trying to jump the cat. And then the important thing is that you push the cat off so the cat can run away and then you're holding the dog and trying to stop that chase instinct kicking in. Now, it's something that does take a bit of time, especially for a 10-year-old who's probably had a few years of experience on that one. Okay, But you can break that habit, but it's the chase that will um, that keys in that bad behaviour. No, yeah. the chase is terrible, but I mean, yeah. I can't even get them in the same room together, so um, it's, it's really difficult, and I have to, they have to live in separate rooms, and it's become really stressful. So, so the thing is to okay. get the cat and the dog in the same room. Yeah, so, so the other thing you can do then, if it's that bad, is um, put a crate in the room and have the dog in a crate, first of all, so that the cat can come in and get used to being in the room with the dog in the crate, so it's not mm. stressed out. That would probably be the first step, I'd say, then, if it's got to that bad, mm. and then slowly, once the cat's got used to this, um, to coming in then on the lead, but you're probably looking three, four, five months of training there. Oh, you, don't, you don't need... Yeah, well, you know, um, it's, it's worth it, isn't it? Because if a dog does do something silly, you, you might have a, a cat that needs to go to the vet. So, oh, yeah. So it's well worth the effort. Hope that works, Angela. Yeah. Right, it's, quite, it's, quite a, it's quite a big thing, I would say. But start, with, start with the crate and then move on to the lead, but keep it positive completely. Yeah. Keep yeah. the dog on the lead. Yeah. Okay, thank you. No that must be really hard work when you can't have them in the same room. A bit like um, our political panel after 11 o'clock, you know? <laughs> I've heard that one, yeah. What? Wow. Um, Ryan, hello. G'day. Good morning, um, Ryan. Um, 
G'day. Um, I'm, I'm just wanted to ask, I've got a little um, little terrier mix bitch, and she's uh, about about two, yep. um, coming on three, and she's super guardy of my property, which is which is quite a pain because she causes quite a racket if anyone goes past it. She sees. Okay, so so your property is it a big property or just is it fully fenced or? Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's just a house property, just but okay. fully fenced. Yeah, so but she can see she can see the road and people walking past. Right. So so that um, comes back to that stress levels again. Um, terriers are a little bit guardy. Um, they'll they'll probably just charge out and it'll be all mouth and trousers sort of thing, um, <laughs> barking at people. And and if you think about what happens, a dog. Why a dog barks at things? Dogs bark at things to scare them off because they're scared of it themselves. So if they come across barking, then they, well, whoever it is, a dog, a person, they're going to go away. So if you think what happens, <laughs> they come running to the fence and someone's there, they bark, and of course the person's just walking down the road, so they always go away. So that yeah. behaviour is is positively reinforced every time someone walks past. So the way to combat that is to get people, <laughs> it's a hard one, is to get people just to stop and just stand there until the dog stops barking and then walks away. So if you, if I'm walking down the road with my dogs and another dog's barking me, I just stand still. I'm a nightmare because the dogs are carrying on barking. Mm. Um, but that dog then learns that I'm not going to go away if you bark at me. So now I walk down the road and no dog barks at me because there's no point. It's just sort of like changing that behaviour. Right. Yeah. Okay, you, you so can, what, just get a, get a bunch of friends or yeah. something to do that? Yeah, just to stand up. I mean, there's probably a little bit more in there as well, but you have to work on that one. But that would be the first step, I would say. Mm. I just wasn't sure why she did it because, like, I had her since the past, and she's yeah. only had good experiences, you know. Yeah, so it's a f- um, yeah, but it's still there's some something really big on the other side, and she's quite she's only small, so it's quite a fearful thing for them. The other thing you can do is just walk up to the fence really calmly and just stand there, don't say anything to her, and then just walk away. As you walk away, turn around and say you're coming. And then carry in, and she'll probably just come back in with you, and then she'll start to change that again. I hope don't, that really don't, works. Don't shout at her because you're barking with her, and then you're confirming that behaviour is correct. Hey, thanks, Ryan. Hey, just quickly on that, is it true <clears throat> to say that whatever a dog can see is its territory? I was told the reason why a dog would bark at the gate is because it thinks that what it can see beyond the gate belongs to the dog as well. I never really thought of it like that, Roman. Um, I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, no. I'll have to have a think about that one, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a pretty pointless question, I guess, but no, um, no, I was no. just wondering about that because dogs yeah. can really terrify people walking past. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's actually an offence. Um, your dog can be deemed dangerous even if it's got a barrier between it and, yeah. and the person, so you've got to be quite careful. Yeah, you do. Hey, yeah. just quickly, I noticed a story during the week about Labradoodles. What's the problem with Labradoodles? <clears throat> the problem with Labradoodles? Um, I don't think it's a problem with Labradoodles per se. It's a breeding that's happening. So there was a guy called, I think I mentioned last week, a guy called, um, hopefully our service is Willie Conran, I think is. Conron, sorry, Conron, um, an Australian chap who originally um, bred the Labradoodle to for a specific purpose. Okay, so he had a, I think it was his daughter or something like that that was um, needed an assistance dog, and the Labrador was obviously an assistance dog, but she was quite hyper, quite hypergenic, no, mm. hypergenic, is that right? Yeah, to um, the the fur. So crossing with the with the poodle gave a dog that didn't shed, so she was good. So that was his intention of doing it originally, and it was a really noble intention. Um, when he did that originally, I think he, he did say he's opened Pandora's box, which I think he probably has, because mm. now we've got all sorts of breeds. I mean, talked for, for a good half an hour last week about the different breeds that are coming in. They're not being bred for a possible purpose. 
Um, also with the Labradoodle, I get a lot of, and unfortunately I get quite a lot of behavioural issues from the Labradoodles because they're, the Poodle's quite a strong dog. Anyone that has a Poodle knows they're not an easy dog to, to have generally. Very intelligent, uh, aren't they? Well, you've got two really intelligent dogs um, together, so um, no dog is easy. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's quite a challenging dog in terms of behaviour because they're so smart. Mm. Um, the good thing is the Labrador, Labrador wants to please, um, but the Poodle will think it through and say, well, what's in it for me kind of mm. thing. Yeah, so, so I think it's just the bad breeding. You get the wrong mix of poodles and labradors and then you've got a dog that's not going to want to work for you and yeah the labrador is probably going where's the food i want to eat it whereas the poodle will be saying where's the cookbook i'll make yeah, it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah smart. bit of a contradiction so, would you recommend that people don't buy labradoodles no i think you have to i wouldn't recommend you don't buy any kind of breed um i think you just need to really research the breed find out the parents find out mum and dad if you can see mum and dad then you can see the temperaments of the dogs and that's mm. really what you're looking for we've got laid-back dogs we've got chilled dogs um but if you can't see mum and dad Personally, myself, I don't want to. I don't want to borrow it. I don't want to look at it at all. Okay, Darren Rowe has a business called Mindfulness for Dogs, and you'll catch him here on a regular basis on the Sunday Cafe. But how do people get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can find me on my website. It's www. Uh, dot mindfulness for dogs again with that number four dot com or dot co nz or you can find me on facebook and um, just type in mindfulness for dogs in fact just search mindfulness for dogs you'll find me anyway <laughs> thank you so much for coming i know it's Brilliant. quite an effort for you and i really appreciate oh, it's that okay. it's good fun and for bringing the dog in that's just do <laughs> she, that all the she time she wasn't impressed this morning waking up so early i will say <laughs> <laughs> darren thanks again for coming in much appreciated